pull up a bar stool. So we're doing things a little differently today. I am recording live via Periscope right now. Um, and you, you're probably otherwise hearing this on iTunes as a recording. So this may be a little confusing at times where I'm answering people's questions. But uh, it's a little different. Now, I meant to do this via Facebook Live, via the Mentions app. But I still can't get that thing to work. I've tried it five, six, seven times, and it cuts out on me. That's one thing I'll probably address in terms of how to use it and stuff like that, if I can actually get to work and my thoughts. But uh, until I can actually get that to work without cutting out, I'm going Periscope. And this came straight from a man, Marcus Sheridan, who had, the, who had this idea. And I, started, I was watching his podcast today. I said, right, I'm going to do that too. So we can do this. Um, now, before we start, quick heads up. One week from tomorrow, as I record, this is, this is Tuesday, is my next workshop. It's a live workshop. Every other month I do them. If you go to johnlimmer.com slash scratch dash workshop, it's all about how to build a brand from scratch using Facebook and Facebook ads. If you have any questions about that, I'll get to it as well. In the meantime, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. John here from johnlimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So this week I'm working on, we've got a Stone Brewing Ruination IPA, Indie Pale Ale. Uh, we got a little 8.2%. So we'll see if I'm still standing by the end of this thing. Um, but again, we're doing a little differently. I'm going to hit a couple topics uh, and then I'll start addressing your questions. So save those questions for me. We will be getting to them. I'm going to take a quick drink. Oh, hold on. Yeah. I'm going to take a quick drink, and we're going to get to some interesting stuff here. Cheers. Okay. So I always can tell if someone has written an article or a title to get quick clicks. And... You know, I, you know, I don't really like accusing people of that, but come on. I mean, when you see a title that says theft, lies, and Facebook video, you know when you write that, you're going to get a ton of clicks. So, first of all, well done, attracting the clicks. But, unfortunately, I think it's partially misguided. Now, I agree with part, part of it that things need to be fixed. But, so this is an article that... Uh, it's from medium.com by Hank Green that's essentially about Facebook video and some issues that this person has with Facebook. So first of all, he says that they cheat. Um, so talking about how if you embed a YouTube video or if you upload a video face into st in, straight into Facebook, I'm already drunk, um, you're going to get way more views from something that you uploaded straight into Facebook as opposed to the YouTube video that you embed. And he calls this cheating. I find this really weird. I'm like, this, this, this makes no sense to me because Facebook is trying to give the content to people that they want to see, first of all. Second of all, yes, of course, they do favor their own content. But... 
in general, as a user, Facebook wants to give users what they want as well. Would you, as a user, rather engage with a YouTube video which is embedded that does not autoplay, that's just a little tiny thumbnail? Now, granted, Facebook makes that a little tiny thumbnail, possibly on purpose, but that's the truth. Or a Facebook video that's embedded, big, wide, take up the width of the news feed, and it autoplays, just begging for engagement. So this guy was like, why is it that this YouTube video gets way less reach, way less engagement, way fewer likes and shares and comments? It's natural that Facebook video is just far more engaging. Yes, it is by design. It is smart design, though. And on the flip side, let's say, for example, that Facebook video was like YouTube, that YouTube actually autoplayed, took up the width. That if you uploaded a Facebook video, it was just a little thumbnail image. Now, if that got the most engagement, you'd have something to complain about. But otherwise, to me, it just makes logical sense that the more engaging piece of content would get more engagement and more reach as a result. Um, the second complaint was about the lie about what a view actually means. So Facebook views include um, autoplay views. Now, to be clear, it starts at three seconds. So um, if, if you haven't watched a video autoplay for at least three seconds, it's not counted as a view. It's just counted as an impression. So he says that the lie is large percentage I get um, end up being autoplay where they didn't even click on it. Again, I question whether this is a problem. Now, granted, you, you might have a, a, a large number between three seconds and 30 seconds is like what he's saying here. I think it's 80% almost of his views is from th three seconds to 30 seconds. Um, that said, that doesn't mean all those are worthless, number one. Uh, second of all, if you never click it and you just autoplay, it's the nature of the newsfeed. I watch so many videos that are auto-played without sound on, on Facebook. That does not mean that that's a lie to call that a view. Um, now, is it, is it kind of stretching a little bit to call a three-second uh, view an actual view? You know, it's not as valuable, clearly, but Facebook also gives you all those stats. So it's not like they're lying about it. They give you all that information to see how engaging that video actually was. Um, so, but YouTube actually has better retention because they're clicking it to start. Now, if you compared Facebook clicks to views, so when people actually click to view it versus a YouTube click to view, they're probably similar. So it's not apples to apples here, people. And that's part of the problem is we're comparing two completely different things. The final thing, which it has a point about the stealing, okay? That, that there's too much video that's being posted on Facebook that is not owned by the person who is publishing it. That is a problem. They're not doing enough about it. They will do something about it. I'm assuming they're in the process. They don't have content ID the way Google does. They do have to figure that out. And that's a, that's, that is a, um, a consideration there, um, something that Facebook does need to be criticized for. Because let's say I created a video that I thought was awesome. Someone stripped out you know, my ownership and got a billion views on it and made a whole bunch of money and I made nothing, I'd be pissed. So that's, that's criticism Facebook deserves. The other two, psst, whatever, we're just searching. All right, uh, so that, that's the first thing. Um, I'm gonna grab a quick drink. I'm gonna take a look, see if you guys have any questions in the meantime.
Cheers. So my friend at Bontech Golf um, asked about Facebook mentions, saying he got denied, and um, there's a whole process with this. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, read my blog post on it, on um, creating live video with Facebook mentions and the whole process, okay? In Bontech Golf, you have 52,000 fans, it doesn't matter. It's way more, I mean, it's not way more, but it's more than, you need more to it than just that. Because I understand they're rolling this out to public figures first, whatever you want to call a public, so that's, that's a person, that's not a brand, okay? So you could have a billion fans, and if, and if you're Target or something, you don't get access to this. If you're ESPN, I'm assuming ESPN does not get access to this. Now, if you're, I'm going to burp there. If you're an individual personality from ESPN, they will probably give it to you if you satisfy a couple of um, uh, requirements. So number one is you need to have your page verified. So if your Facebook page is verified, that is a head start. If you don't know how to get your Facebook page verified, uh, again, there's a link on my um, website from that blog post, that most recent blog post. Um, now, I will tell you, when I got my page verified, that, that's been a while, and um, the process is different. I, I understand it might be a little bit more difficult now than it used to be, but um, anyway, get your page verified, that's number one. Second thing is, you need to be classified as a public figure. That's just a matter of going through the about area within your page and editing um, your current category. And I think mine was like media, news, publication, something like that. And then I ended up editing that. There were two drop downs and it was like people and public figures, something like that. Once I selected that, I went into the Facebook mentions application. So it's a mobile application and they asked, you know, if, I can't even remember the process, but when you, when you immediately open up, they ask you for your name or whatever, if you want to access, want to request, request access. And I typed in my name and I found my page. Um, and, and I found my page and then I went through the process of requesting access because I, at that point I was considered a, pub, a public figure and they required that I provide my photo ID to, to provide that verification that is me. Within 24 hours, I had access to that mentions application, which I, that mentions application is supposed to be for celebrities in general, by the way. Again, that, very loosely, because I'm using it. But um, so when you have action, access to mentions applic applications, when you can start doing things like live streaming video. Now the question was asked, you think it's wise, it's only public figures, not brands? Well, first of all, the whole purpose of that mentions applications, this is live streaming video aside, um, was for public figures. I'm, I, I haven't completely bought into why they're doing that, if it makes a whole lot of sense, but that's what they're doing. Um, the second thing is that, you know, I've seen some criticism of this, that they're, you're, they're only allowing these public figures to, to uh, stream, stream live video. Now, if you follow Facebook in the way that they do any kind of rollouts or tests or whatever, they start with a smaller group. Now, what group would make the most sense to stream to test live streaming video to first? Would it be coming from anyone in your mom's, uh, anyone posting live video, um, where it's going to be a lot of low-quality stuff? 
and that, just a little quality stuff, but stuff you don't really care about. Or from someone who has a large audience that people are engaged with and care about and whatnot. Even if they're boring, a boring person that has a large audience. Again, I use this loosely because no one gives crap uh, at times, but um, will we'll attract more attention and people might actually find value in that, like a behind the scenes of a celebrity, for example. Um, so that's one way they got their hands around it. The second was, you know, because the, the issue, if you had, instead of a small group of maybe a thousand people or so, I don't know how many, creating live, it could be more than that, live streaming video, if you have millions, that's gonna, first of all, create issues with bandwidth, and it's gonna create issues with noise that it, potentially that we've never seen on Facebook before. Uh, because we know that Facebook video is really engaging, so we know that that's gonna get priority if you create it. So all of a sudden, if everyone's creating this live video that's low quality, it's gonna be flooding the news feeds and impacting um, everything. So that's my impression, my interpretation of why it was rolled out this way. I assume if it's a successful, Facebook will eventually roll it out to everybody to be able to do it, and it won't just be through the mentions app, but we shall see. All right, um, in the meantime, I'm gonna take a quick drink and then I'm gonna share this to my Facebook page for anybody who wants it. Hold on one second. Cheers. All right, so now I'm back. Um, I don't know, we're probably like halfway through here. Yeah, I think we've been recording like 19 minutes. But um, so now I wanna start getting to more of your questions. I've already talked about this Facebook video controversy, talked a little bit about um, uh, Facebook Live, going through the mentions app and that whole process. But um, for everybody else, uh, so start asking your questions. So Joe, Joe here asks, is this easier than Facebook Live? Question mark, whole bunch of explanation points. Um, it, it shouldn't be a difference, okay? There shouldn't be a difference. But the problem is that I just can't get Facebook Live to work. Notice that I am in the exact same location is when I tried to record Facebook Live video, uh, but it keeps disconnecting on me every 30 to 45 seconds. And so it's not worth it. I'm not gonna just sit there and wait for it to reconnect and then record again, wait for it to reconnect and keep recording. So I go to Periscope, and it keeps recording. I have no issues. So it's not like, well, I'm in the basement, so it, it's, I'm having connectivity problems, okay? Now, that said, I think Facebook Live has huge potential if they just fix that stupid thing and it doesn't break up like that. Because, um, I mean, now not everyone has a situation I do, but I've got a built-in audience to start, okay? Built-in audience on Facebook, and if I record this video on Facebook Live, publish, it goes to their news feeds, and it's live streaming and auto-playing automatically, right? As opposed to, you got Periscope, and I just shared this to my Facebook page as well, and it's just a link on, on Facebook. If I share it to Twitter, it's just a link. Um, now, if you click on that link, you can watch it on your desktop. I'm actually watching it on my desktop right now, but um, you can't engage with it unless you have the app. Whereas with Facebook Live, all you need is to be using Facebook. You don't change your behavior as well as a user. Um, you comment on it and all that kind of stuff, really, really easy to use. Potential sky's the limit. 
we just need to Facebook to figure out why this is breaking up. I don't think this is happening to everybody. It's happening to me for some strange reason. But um, good question, though. I'm, I'm bullish on it. I'm giving Facebook all the, the um, opportunities in the world to fix this. I keep trying it every two days and it frustrates the hell out of me and probably my audiences. I keep putting these broken videos up in their news feeds. But um, we'll keep working on it, man. Keep asking those questions. Quick cheers. We'll have to edit out the wait as I drink my beer. Cheers. Oh, it's funny, though, because on the desktop... It's delayed. On my phone, where it's live, not so delayed. So uh, I think that's probably live, pretty much, yeah, as I look at it. Um, but yeah, Periscope, if you haven't used Periscope, if you haven't used Meerkat, you know, it takes some getting used, getting used to. You know, I, I've read a post by my man Chris Brogan. That's name dropping. That's terrible. Um, but the, he, he just hasn't figured it out. He's, he's not, he's like, what is this? It's weird. It's clunky, it's sloppy, um, and he just doesn't enjoy it. And um, the, I see the pluses and minuses to it. Um, what ads do you run? Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I get the pluses and minuses of live streaming. I will say this. Um, I personally, this is, I have this whole studio in here that's supposedly going to be recording video. And I haven't been. And part of it's because of all the crazy work that goes into that and trying to make it perfect. So, um, oh, we'll get to that. Um, so the fact, fact is, it's a lot of work. And, um, and you always feel like it has to be perfect. Whereas with this live streaming stuff, it doesn't have to be. And it, it's, it's behind the scenes and casual and you're just hanging out. And I think that's why the live streaming is going to do well. Now, how people use it, I think, is going to um, evolve, right? Because we're all figuring this out and probably doing stupid stuff. And we're going to figure out what works and what doesn't. And we'll go from there. So Austin said, first time using Periscope, open to figure out how to use advocacy and policy work. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I think we're all trying to figure this out right now. I mean, Periscope has that connection to Twitter. It should help. Um, but we'll see. So you could build your following on Periscope while Facebook works out their bugs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I've been doing. And anyone who's been following me on Periscope, I mean, I've, I've created several videos. And uh, so this isn't the first time. Um, I was turned on to this by Brian Fanzo. I went to um, Social Media Day in San Diego. And, um, you know, I was like, all right, I'll try it out. It is scary. Anyone who has done this to hit that pub, you know, start live streaming, whatever button. It's scary. Uh, can you add Facebook pixel on complimentary sites and identify where audience is coming from? What do you mean by complimentary site? So, I mean, it has to be a, a site that you own where you put a pixel on it. Um, and but otherwise, I mean know where traffic's coming from, that's really something that's going to come from Google uh, for the most part. I mean, Facebook, I guess, does tell you some of that stuff. I'd have to think. Um, I mean, you'd have to really dig deep into that because uh, they've got their, their Facebook, they've got their uh, um, pixel analytics where you can, um, if you click on pixels within the ads manager. So, uh, but yeah, 
you got yeah if you want to add to another site that's not your own you gotta get permission you can't just add a pixel anywhere so good question um, this is this is really weird it's based off of questions so it's kind of random and then I gotta take random random drinks of beer cheers keep them coming though I'll keep hanging out but yeah I'll be, I'll be curious to know what this will be like um, when it's on Facebook so I think I have a much steadier audience at that point as well too bad nothing ever ever works yeah, so anyone who didn't follow in the beginning, this is Ruination IPA from uh, Stone Brewing. Yeah, they're not like a sponsor or anything. Uh, consultations with me. So just a heads up that my only consultation at this point is one-on-ones. So um, if you go to johnlimmer.com, there's a link at the top for one-on-ones. So these are 45 minutes of kind of in a way like this, but screen sharing um, and video where, but you will complete a questionnaire. So have an idea of everything you're, you're doing right now and your issues and the things that you want to accomplish and all that kind of stuff. I'll get a look at your website and your Facebook page and um, all that kind of stuff. And we'll have 45 minutes. We'll plow through what your strategy is right now. And uh, I'll start making recommendations and, you know, we'll share screens. I'll show you, you know, I'll look at your screen and we'll have, I, you know, um, you know, this is, this is what we should do. And maybe even step through ad creation and, and whatnot, or looking at your results. If that's something that you want to do, it's all kind of free flowing though, in a way, depending on what your needs are. Is it worth it? Do I need a follow up after it? Of course it's worth it. I mean, you could ask anyone who's been on them, but um, you don't necessarily need to follow, but it all depends on what you want to accomplish. The problem with, you know, some people jump into those who are like a newbie and are just getting started with Facebook ads. That's probably not the best idea. Then you absolutely need a follow up. Um, I think if, if it's somebody, for example, who's, who's kind of struggling with Facebook ads and we create ads together on one of those sessions, um, and then follow up is helpful in that case where um, say like a, a month later, two weeks later, we'll, we'll go through your results and see how they did. So good question. This isn't supposed to be, be in advertising for my um, one-on-ones though. So, but thank you. Um, keep shooting those questions out though. I get you, I get you, you're interested. I appreciate it. I think Periscope takes engagement to a new level. It's amazing getting questions answered live. Yeah, and that comes from Joe. Um, I think in whether it's Periscope or it's Meerkat or it's Facebook Live, I think that's exactly the, the angle we're going at here. And I agree. It's different. Um, I think it's easier for the person creating the video and it's really cool for the people who are engaging with it um, that they have that conversation because I don't have enough of these conversations live. I do a little Twitter here and there. I mean, I mean every day I'm on Twitter, but it's different. It's a different type of um, conversation. Um, now it's kind of weird that it's one to many because if you're kind of shy like I am, this is strange, right? Uh, I don't see you, you see me, and it's kind of weird. But you see where I work. And uh, yeah, that blank wall back there. Um, it's an exciting place. But this, this is my basement. Um, 
but I agree that this, I mean, this is a, uh, getting attention right now for a reason. So, yeah, do you use, Lee, this is coming from Dress to Deliver, do you use lead pages? I feel like Facebook opt-in will eventually do the same thing. Um, I don't use lead pages anymore. Honestly, I don't, I don't know why, what, what you mean that Facebook's going to do the same thing. Um, lead pages is just a matter of creating, creating nice lead pages or landing pages, right? Um, and they make it simpler and make it easier. I don't see Facebook as being ta- taking that um, route at all. But um, what is it that you think is special about lead pages? I've used lead pages before. Now I get my land pa- landing pages designed by my designer. And um, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool that lead pages has, you know, some metrics and whatnot, what works and doesn't work, but all right. So anyway, um, and what do you think is different about this live streaming and you know, everything else that's like live stream and everything's been out there for years, right? It's different. I can't even say I even use those things. Right, so something's different. I think part of it's just the attention to it and the fact that people are actually using it, and the people I know are using it. Because if they're not using it, it's not interesting. So um, I think that's one big difference between what you know, you stream and, and live stream and all that stuff, and um, and what's happening now. So we've got access to live stream and video all the time from a much higher percentage of people we know than before. Um, it's kind of like if knowing, knowing none of your friends use Facebook. How, how, how interesting is Facebook? It's, it's not that interesting. As soon as your friends start using it, it's interesting. Same thing with Periscope or uh, Facebook Live or anything else. There was also a question, a couple of questions that come in about um, Facebook lead ads. And... Um, leads leads ads I, I can't even remember what it was actually called but but basically allows you to get uh, people provide their email address within the a form within the ad and I think that may have been where you're going regarding the lead pages stuff so that is definitely big that's a big development I mean but again it's a matter of as I burp again is Facebook taking people or keeping people on Facebook as opposed to taking them to your website. There are pluses and minuses to that for all sides, okay? It's it's mainly a plus across the board for Facebook. It's mainly a plus across the board for users. Now, for the brand, um, there is a plus, okay? The plus is user experience, and that's important. So do not underestimate the user experience. Because there's probably a much higher percentage than you ever know of people who click a link to get something and abandon it because they're just waiting for it to load. As opposed to having the option just provide an email address right there on the ad for something. So I think you're going to have a much higher success rate with lead ads. Um than you are you have right now so that will be good and honestly whether it's a matter of driving to my website 
or adding them to my email list, I want both of them. If I can add them to my email list first and then drive them to my, my website later, that's fine too. So I think it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome development. And I'm looking forward to test drive it when I finally have it. I don't know anyone who does. But let me know if you've seen them in action. I'm running low on my beer here. How are we doing on time? Actually, approaching 30 minutes. Might even be beyond it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready for one more question while I drink my beer, so you can go ahead and shoot. Cheers. Coming to Ireland anytime. I know you love your Guinness. Oh, I'd love to. Um, my family and I, we just finally got our passports. And I hadn't gotten a passport since 1997. And in 1997, right at, uh, I'm going to age myself, right after I graduated from college, I went with some buddies to Europe and six weeks hitting 13 countries and 21 cities. And yeah, drank a lot of Guinness, Guinness at that time. But um, no immediate plans. Oh, good question. No immediate plans for Ireland, but I definitely want to go again. I was there in that trip. And I want to go back again. So anyone out there from Ireland who wants to invite me to speak, I'm listening. Um, how do you utilize Facebook page or Facebook groups? Just came in. The main main way I utilize. A quick reminder here: if I'm stumbling, eight point two percent. So my apologies. Um, the main way I utilize groups right now is a, a closed. A private, actually it might be closed, I don't recall, Facebook group for my Power Hitters Club. So that's the private membership on my site. If you haven't heard of this, it's johnloomer.com slash PHC. So these people get access to this private group, which is pretty cool, and that there are other advanced marketers like them uh, who can share their stories, ask questions, get more access to me. But again, I'm not the only one answering questions there because there are a lot of people with experiences that I don't have uh, relating to specific niches and things like that. But it's the group. Um, and then I also have some blog posts there that are only for that group. I've got weekly webinars that are only for that group. And there are discounts. Like I talked about that workshop. Um, if you missed it at the, at the front, if you go to johnlumber.com slash scratch dot, excuse me, scratch dash workshop, my latest workshop that's going to be next Wednesday. Um, PHC members get that for $20, whereas non-PHC members get for $147. But going back to the original question is, the Facebook group is a really important component to that because um, I can't go in there as a brand. I'm not allowed to. You're just a user. So it's, it's a way to kind of share you know, questions and answers and talk about problems and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's a one-to-one or many-to-many type conversation as opposed to what a Facebook page is. So, very valuable stuff. If anyone doesn't have any final questions, I'll give you a few more seconds. I've already finished my beer, so I can't even fake that. Dress to deliver, you are welcome. All right, so that is it. I've asked the bartender for our tab, and for you people who've been kind enough to listen either live or on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are, thank you so much. I will take care of your tab this week, and whatever it is you're drinking, 
But next week, I expect you to return the favor. I've been saying that for weeks on end now. But um, thanks to everybody for ex- joining me on this experiment. Otherwise, I hope to see you again very soon when it's Periscope or just back on the podcast. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.